Hello, 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 and welcome to your auntie could aunties <laughs> could never a podcast for cool aunties and uncles everywhere. Where you hear no nonsense, straight talkings. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with Auntie Nana and Auntie Auntie Yatunde. Welcome, 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 welcome. So, guys, we will be getting to Auntie Yatunde's business a bit later, and as you can tell, I'm sure you can see we're two aunties down. Auntie Farah sends her apologies. She's got she's not feeling very well, so she's taking a day off tonight on the night off because she's not feeling well, very well. And Auntie Shade, the boss lady that she is, has got deadlines coming out of her bum bum, and so she <laughs> also cannot join the show today. But we wish them all the luck with deadlines and Auntie Farah to get well very, very soon. Yeah. So in that moment, we don't actually have a game. I just realized. Oh, for real, we should have actually have asked her what. She what a game would have been. Oh. Oh. Something like no, let's see. Well, I mean, it's gonna be like <laughs> we won't we don't have a game this week. Sorry, guys. Um, we'll be back to our events next week. Um, so how are you, my aunties? How are you doing? How's the day been for you? Good, good. I today's been not too bad. I was uh, recording a new uh radio show today for BBC, so that's not been that's been okay. So yeah. Oh, I had to run kitty kitty kata kata gum, go here, go there, pick up the children, wait for this one, make lunch, have a dinner, and then come and look presentable for you people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm here, girl. I'm here, y'all. Yes, with my, I, I really look like an auntie with these glasses as well. Yeah, they're very, very, they're very, they're cool, though. Like, very nice. Yes, I'm in your business. Okay. This is my office. This is, this is like, Anything I want to do, I have everything in this place. I have fridge, freezer, cooker, and then my laptops, everything is here. So whenever I do, I want to run away from the kids, I just sit in here. So that's your space? That is my space. Although I, I have a bedroom and all, but, you know, I really, I, I just moved here last year. It's exactly a year tomorrow, we moved to this three-bedroom. Oh. So Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just like having, it's bigger space, because I lived in a one-bedroom for 20 years with my kids, and finally got a bigger oh. house and oh sorry i'm showing my boobs to the words okay <laughs> it's no it's not i kind of show y'all so yeah so it's just having a bigger space so i have two beautiful chairs they're like clams oh i'm seeing the design behind so yeah, what, they're like clams my, I mean. my space is my bedroom i mean yeah, i don't have flash please flash you better sponsor us for that endorsement Please, we, we, we need you guys. We need, but um, my space in my home is my um, bedroom. Like, that's your, that's your place. That's my cubby hole. I mean, I've only got two bedroom flat, but um, my cubby hole was my bedroom. I really like being in my room. I do. Same here. I didn't have a bedroom. I had to share a bedroom with my children for ten years. Oh wow! Ah. So when I moved here, there's three bedrooms. So I decided I use one bedroom as my bedrooms because it's one of those upside down houses. So it's amazing there. But the bedroom is upstairs, and then okay. everything else. Two bedrooms are downstairs, so my bedroom is okay. upstairs. So if I want to have a visitor, you know, in the middle of now, something soft, to nobody know nothing. That's <laughs> <laughs> my business. Just, Lord, I'm supposed to be a good Christian, but anyway. <laughs> well, what does we'll we'll actually get into yeah, that? We'll, we'll discuss that, anyway, what is a good Christian. We will discuss <laughs> what is a good Christian. We will get onto that. Auntie Nana, where's your safe space, and what's your day been like today? Um, I'm trying to think of what's my space. I think my safe space is probably my bedroom as well. I like chilling out there and I have 
the altar, well, it's our altar, me and my husband, so our altar's there, and I will burn incense and kind of like commune with the ancestors there. So I think my bedroom and the highlight of my day today, um, I really, it's been an even killed day, which is always a good thing for me. Like nothing crazy has taken place. It's just been very even. Um, one of my sons isn't feeling too well. So I like like giving him lots of cuddles and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. When the show is over and he's asleep, I will go and give him cuddles. I used to do, you know, my daughter's too big to cuddle like that. But I do, I used to like when she was little and I just, sometimes I'd wake her up because like, it was so cute. Then I know. Back, then go back to sleep. Don't try and But you want them to sleep, but they're cute when they're sleeping. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And I want them to engage. But um, highlight of my day, when my daughter came home, she's been at Afro Nation for the weekend, for a week. Ah, uh-huh, enjoy um, And she's back today. She came back in one piece. She had a good time. She's beautifully suntanned. She's knocked out in her bedroom. But also, I'm sure by the end of tonight, the low light will be that these two messy buggers are in my house again. (laughs) Her and her boyfriend are going to be messing up my place again. Tell you how Afro Nation was. I really want to live that young life. Was it really fun? said She said it was amazing. Like She had a really good time. She's a pediatric nurse, so her schedule's been nuts. So she was really, really tired and she actually wanted a chilled holiday. But then they had Afro Nation tickets from before. You know, it was locked. Mm. It was locked, locked yeah, I remember they, they cancelled. They were supposed to go to Puerto Rico. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I actually know the, the organisers, Slade, and I know a couple of presenters like, you know, Shopway, Shopsy Do, and what's his name? Um, This is guy, this Congolese boy, I forgot his name. Oh, Eddie, 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 Eddie Kelly. Uh-huh. So I know Eddie, that Eddie. a few of my friends, when they went to the one they went before, ah, they were saying that the one they went to Portugal the last time, a couple of years ago, was Gangsta. Come and see, love was free. Yeah. You know, I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay, oh. to be young, beautiful, and like Pashandi skinny and doing everything, and my bikini is here. Like, no, we can't be trying that nowadays. You have to, well, you know, we, yeah. have to, we have to pick our places and being on the platform, you know like what I'm we have to <laughs> conduct ourselves well. And even my daughter was, my daughter was well behaved, well, she went with her boyfriend anyway, so she, it is what it is. Um, she said it was good, she did a good time. Um, the last day she got an access all areas pass, oh, that's um, beautiful. So she did she come? Booked. Did she go under you? Because I know that obviously this, she went. No, but I, she'd already booked. You know, she already booked and done it with her. You know, it was her own plans. Um, mm-hmm. I know she. Yeah, we have a her, her dad knows somebody that knows somebody. So she got a, a nice All of the stars. Yeah, she, like, yeah. Who did she meet? Did she meet everybody? But she's like, you know, whiz kids like her. He calls her little sis, and oh. um, I know, and but oh. she. You know, her, she loves Megan the Stallion, but because there was so much security around her, she didn't get to go and see Megan. But um, yeah, she just, you know, it, it, she had a great time. She said it was good. She had a good time. Um, so, I mean, I actually do like the fact that when we do stuff like Afro stuff, Afrocentric stuff, that you get the Americans also jump on and come on board. Yeah. That's really like, that's really changing the whole of Afrobeat. I mean, look at all the things with uh, Justin Bieber, Whiskey this year, last year. That song just went viral. Look at the, what's his name? Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And this Peru para, Peru, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, all of a sudden, when I remember when I first came to this country 32 years ago, it was not cool to be African. Exactly. Now everybody wants to be, ah, hi, my sister, how you doing? I'm like, sister girl, did you not say your name was somebody else before? Now all of a sudden, your, your Nigerian <laughs> accent that went away before, that went to Jamaica, 
has not come back because you were all Jamaican, but not no no shade to anybody, please. Because even you know, but not it's so cool to be African. So yeah. I just love the ways you bridge the gap because it was something like Afro Nation, you've got Popcorn, you've got Megan, mm -hmm. you've got Davido, you've got Burner Boy, you've got WizKid, you've got King Promise, you've got all the African countries united, you've got American artist, Chris Brown was there, you've got American artists, you've got Caribbean artists, the melting pot of blackness, this is what we need and being unified for our art is the key, it's the key, it's so important, it's so, so, so important. And then we all wanted, we've all wanted, we've all wanted this to take yeah. place. Like to actually, 100%. and we're living it. It's it, that's why I am like, oh, I wish I was a bit younger to just like fully like live that as well, <laughs> like with them, like be on the beach in a bikini, skinning out. Like, oh my word, that would just be the best. Be the best, yeah. I mean, we can still do it, but it's a little bit different when you're a little bit more mature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have, to be you have a one piece now, not two pieces. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And then there's a one piece with a cover up. And yeah, a little... and like Tommy Trimmer, you can ever find exactly. one like exactly. I bought one really beautiful swimsuit from um, what do you call it? From Brevissimo, and obviously breast is everything. At least this thing is like control panties. I'm like, wow, I've never seen this so much flat for a long time. <laughs> this is the thing. Um, ah. We should embrace ourselves in any way, shape, or form. But it is harder as you get older. No, okay, guys, let's start the show. First of all, okay, and we're gonna miss another thing. Welcome to the family. Damn. Hey, Ooh. Um we'll 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 come back to that. We'll come back to not welcome to the family. So if you're listening to the show, guys, please don't forget to add your reviews to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The higher the reviews, the more <clears throat> more we'll be seen. Excuse me, I'm choking. <laughs> Leave your positive comments and reviews and everything on all the listening platforms that we're on. And um, we're also don't forget. We're on Patreon. Please sign up. We have three tiers. Make your choice. And to those of us who want, to, to those of you who want to join our family, what you're built buying into is us trying to build a big old family house so we can grow our community and help us become rich auntie. Because you know what's better than a rich auntie? An even richer auntie that gives you rich, hey! rich conversation, rich advice, rich knowledge, and beautiful, beautiful podcasts like that we do already, but with more budget. So we're trying to grow. We're trying to get bigger and do more with the aunties. So please support us via our Patreon. Now we're going to move into what have you heard? Music. I have one other additional. Oh. If you are watching, and most of you are watching us on YouTube, please like and share. When you like, we go out to more people and more people are going to see us. So everybody that's listening now, please just press, press the like and subscribe to the channel as well. It means so much to our growth. So please do that now. Immediately now. Now, I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. And I'm checking. I'm checking to see. How oh, she's frozen. What's happened? No, we can't. Oh, wow. have, we've had technical issues. We can't have technical issues. Okay, we'll we'll continue until we can't continue anymore. Um, so now we're getting into news and culture. This is where we get into the news stories and popular culture stories of the past week. So my first story is, it happened last week or the week before. Footballer Gary Lineker says that because of his dark skin, he was racially teased growing up. Um, and it caused a little bit of a conversation. Oh, people, come on. Is he, is he joking? Well, people are saying, you know, how dare he come and join in the black conversation? Why should, why did he contribute to the to the conversation? What is he trying to undermine what real 
people went through, real black people go through when it comes to racism and skin shadism. Um, however, I had a thought that, hold on, though, I didn't hear that because it was a podcast interview, okay, Auntie Nana, mm -hmm. coming to come back, going to come back. So I haven't listened to the podcast. He, he, um, he basically was on a podcast interview and said he suffered racist abuse due to his darkest skin throughout childhood and at moments in his professional footballing career. Because he has got a bit of a, a glow to him and he doesn't look completely Aryan-like or Caucasian. He looks, I say, well, so Caucasian is white, but... I can send you a photo of me and him together. I would email it to you. Brother is not dark skin, not say, but that's another... No, problem. he's not, but he's got, he doesn't look, he looks like he's, he, if someone said he was Greek or Italian or something like that, it well in pictures. I don't know. I, I don't think he looks. I don't. No, maybe. he's reaching. No? I'm so sorry. I love Gary. He's a nice guy. I mean, I don't know him. I mean, his his ex-wife, the one I told you I did a play with, Daniela. She was um, Indian, half Indian, but yeah. she didn't look. You wouldn't realize she was Anglo-Indian. She was until you saw her with a tan. You know, I can say because I did a play with her, like I said, uh, ten years ago at the Hampstead Theatre. Exactly ten years ago. My youngest one was just eight months old. She's going to be ten this year. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, mm -mm. I, I, I'm sorry, you were reaching, brother. I'm so sorry. I like you, but I feel as if when people start jumping into the conversation, say that you dealt with racism, like, you know, I, I dealt with some form of prejudice. I don't even think you can call it racism, really. So if anybody thinks that I, this one is being really difficult or whatever, I mean, I really don't know because I've seen him. I've met him. The boy looks white. There's no... No, I mean, to me, he does have... He had... I didn't. I, I mean, he's white. Yeah. But I didn't... I'm just again, trying to find a photo because it's on my phone. I mean, look at it because he did. He always looked, to me, he always looked like... Uh, Mediterranean, that's the word, Mediterranean. He didn't yeah. look like... He, was, he didn't look like a typical English lad. He looked like he was Mediterranean. I I, I, I didn't... I, I mean, I, I paid him no mind, no attention, no thought. But I literally thought if someone said, oh, he's Mediterranean, he's got uh, a Mediterranean heritage, I would understand that. Exactly. And but what, what I the reason what I thought was actually as an alternative, mm -hmm. this just goes further highlights how racist white people can be. That even someone who's white, who just because they're a little bit brown and a little bit different mm -hmm. to maybe everybody else, mm -hmm. you're still finding a way to call it's like no matter how light or yeah, how, it, whenever you're the darkest one in the room, they always find a way to just make jest. So I felt like actually him saying that, and again, I haven't listened to the podcast, so I'd love to get context and to see if he was doing, I'm trying to join Black Lives Matter, or it's literally, he was just making a point to say, I suffered, because that's his truth. So I'm, I'm, I, yeah, don't, I, bet you. I, I appreciate that. I don't have a problem with him speaking his truth. If he was bullied when he was younger, Auntie Nana, welcome back. We're discussing Gary Lineker's um, claim, skin. you know, his dark skin issues. And I'm saying, um, Yotunde is vehemently saying, get out of here, man. And I'm saying, get out of here, man. But however, we, I personally, when I thought about it, I didn't really, I wasn't really mad. I haven't listened to the podcast. So I don't have context. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find this photo with me and him. I need a 10-year-old photo. I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to re go, go back place. And you find know. it. But yeah. I was going to say that I don't, and I was saying that actually, him speaking out about his experiences just further cements how racist this country can be that mm -hmm. even just because someone has a tan or even slightly different skin the minute you've got a shade different from every the majority of your uh, he was in school so classmates and even said in his professional career racism is afoot so i'm not mad at him speaking about that as long as he's not trying as he wasn't trying to say well in a in some sort of ways he's not trying to say well mm -hmm. my experience is exactly the same as a black person's which yeah. i don't think he did the only other comment that he made that was a bit kind of 
what you're trying to say, fam, is when he goes, after he said it, he said, he's as English as they come. So, which meant that, um, which he's trying to say that, I'm as English as they come, meaning white. So people probably took offense to that. And it was that. So what, what are your thoughts? I, I, I was like, okay, Gary. But then looking at pictures of him, and it is like, okay, um, to me, he kind of has that like Welsh tan, I call it like there's some English people and they're kind of dark, like Welsh people. Yeah, like, I was saying that it's Romany, like there's like, there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a look, and he probably does have, if he went through his heritage, I'm sure there is some Indian or black blood within him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have liked, because he experienced that when there was this whole thing of like kick it out of football and all of the, I would have yeah, liked him to have spoken up then when those campaigns were happening and not being in the background like this this has nothing to do with me i'm a white man because it's like actually so you know you are white and you still experience some type of prejudice because your skin tone is darker i would have liked him to have been speaking about this when he was playing football now okay great so you're talking about it but back then when they were really doing monkey charts and nobody was he never said anything he never spoke it would have been really important especially in the height of his career if he was coming out and backing up black players like when john barnes was going through it yeah all of it would be it would have meant more so not to take away anything that happened to him but i want the conversation to graduate that he should be thinking he should be talking about the fact that he didn't speak up then and why he i would didn't. like to know that i think what it is because i have not listened to the podcast so because you know things get pulled out yeah. and exposed and highlighted and it's for, for clicks and likes and everyone went nuts on well in the in context of social media madness people went a bit nuts on it i wanted to know the context of course first of all why was he asked this how did the question come about what was his answer because sometimes a throwaway answer mm-hmm. then turns into something that and it's like you should have said this you should have done like this and i'm mm-hmm. not in no way defending him but I, I applied no thought to what he said i just thought oh that just shows how racist this country is and i've kept it moving but when i saw the backlash and people were like don't try and jump on the black story i was like mm, did he i didn't feel that but yeah but I why can't... now why not mm. but that's what i'm saying we need to know my point is my point is i think I don't... there was all these um like i said chanting and stuff like that coming yeah. forward and saying guys you know i've also been through racism i appreciate it's not complete prejudice as, as this is it but i've been through this i found the photo i'm going to whatsapp it to you now so you can see, and brother, I don't know, I don't know. No, because yeah, because like, he, he doesn't even look, but he, uh, to me, he does look, as you said, Romani, he looks Mediterranean, no. but it's more the fact that his difference in looks, people can latch mm-hmm. on. You know, we have we have shadism in South Asian culture. I mean, this, this is the photo culture. of me and Gary in 2013 when I did a play with his wife. I'm going to send it to you and, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean he's always been a standard white man. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. This man does like not look any darker to me or darker than anything. So I'm sorry, he's reaching. A, a little, a little bit. Like I, I mean, it's it's that kind of like. Yeah, I can only call it Romany because I don't even think you're allowed to call them gypsies anymore. They can call themselves gypsy, but yeah. that Romany kind of bloodline that yeah, yeah a lot of Liverpudlians have and a lot of Welsh people like they, it's a a, a a tanned all the time. Yeah, he's got he's got olives. He's got yeah. to me. If like I said, if someone said he was Greek or Italian or something, he's got a ruddy color to him. But I English w- people are racist. Like they will talk anybody that isn't like blonde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna hear something from football fans. Yeah, if you're not clearly 
and he's got a bit of a, a nose that's not a straight typical nose so yeah. the only thing for me like i said i again i dismiss things i don't we get riled. Sometimes we get stoked. The you know we get riled up and involved in conversations that are not that deep. I definitely agree. Where was he? But at the same, I won't say but as an excuse. There were a lot of black footballers that didn't speak up. There were a lot of white footballers. Young, he didn't give a damn. He didn't give a damn back then. He oh, didn't. Let me not say that. Allegedly, I can't say he didn't give. It. I don't know. But also having the tools and the support to speak up as a white man, let alone black guys that were just like, oh, it's all right. I'm going to keep playing when you've got bananas all around you banana skins all around you and people are chanting you're still going to play we've talked many times about black players in this country not playing and they still play so and i'm not putting a blame on black players but there's a big conversation and i i want to understand the context of why this conversation happened i need to listen to the podcast we probably will revisit it yeah for real for real let's listen to the podcast and actually like i think that's the best thing to do your rare yeah. right and see and see what he said and then we can speak about it with like full context <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, just to say, the uh, the article that um, kind of came from my perspective was uh, from uh, the journalist, a, ju a journal Guardian journalist, Jason Okunday, Okunday, mm -hmm. Okunday. Um, and he did say, well, let me see, he is saying... I, I generally like, like Jason's point of views on things, so yeah. He said, I'm going to find a, a worthy quote. Um, Ghoulish right wing is rushing to demiss his words and tweet black linickers matter because he got backlash from racists as well. Okay. Unremarkable and expected, but it's worth being grateful to the more sensitive reaction from racial minorities. I hate to say minorities, from those who are non-white who yeah. feel insulted or patronized by this story. Certainly the case of Rachel Dolezal appropriating black identity and claiming to be transracial, or the allegations of blackfishing against Jesse Nelson, formerly of Nittle Mix, who mm -hmm. we've talked about her too. Um, provide evidence of why many have simply had enough of what can seem to be an epidemic of white people appropriating racial struggle. However, he did say, but sometimes not all is black and white. In the case of, for instance, theatre director Anthony Ekundayo Lennon, who yes, I know him very well, who has a complex personal story of racial abuse and confusion over his heritage due to obvious non-white features presenting since infinite, the misrepresentation of his story and false equivalent made to Dolezal I felt like a missed opportunity for a diff deeper discussion about race in Britain. So yeah. that's what Jason Okundai said. It, it, the article's in The Guardian. I'll drop it in the comments. Yeah, sure. Look. Yeah. I, I always like how he structures things. And they're, they're really poignant points as well to highlight. But, um, especially like Anthony. Is his name Anthony? It's Anthony, you know, the guy in the theatre. You said you know yeah, him. Yeah, Anthony Okundai. I know him because I, I, I used to work with his daughters years ago. I used to work in this place called Pelham Bells, and I know him very well. I remember when I first met him, I'm like, why does this guy look so black? Like, he looks, he's so got black, black features. Yeah. And I remember when he said, I mean, we had a deep conversation, so you're I'm not trying to blackfish, and he said he went back and looked at his heritage, that he's got black in him. And yeah. they said it was like maybe 20-something percent. Because even his daughters, when you see them, they too have um Afro hair, but I think he's, I'm not sure if their mum is white or mixed race or whatever, but you could tell. When I first met him, and even when he had hair, he did not look white at all. If somebody like that is telling me that, you know what, guys, you know, there's something here, then we haven't, because you can tell. But yeah. Gary, I think he's just reaching. But Anthony, 100%, because I also know him. I know who he is. And I appreciate that this, there was a whole article with The Guardian. At that time, he was working with um, Tallaworth Theatre. Yeah, yeah. And people people accused him of a pre, uh, appropriating funds. 
by misleading people, saying he was black, that he took away his space for somebody that was originally black. He said, guys, from the from the very end, it was him and his brother. And unfortunately, the brother actually committed, I think he committed suicide because of the whole thing. I can't remember the whole story. But it was like a, it was, you know, his, both parents were Irish. But if you saw the boy, yeah, there was no two ways that this guy was definitely, God forgive me for saying, like, he just had, you just saw it. Yeah, like, you know, when, you know when they say throw back or something, yeah. but he just looked like, ah, this one, the black was coming out and it wanted to, you know, it was to show itself. And it's just yeah. honest to truth. So someone like himself, if he says, I've dealt with racism, and you could tell that he looks, he has black features. We could, you know, we can go with that. But when Gary said I've been dealt with prejudice because I was darker skin, I'm like, Uncle Gary, I like you, but Uncle Yarishi. I don't, I don't, but then if but that's facts though. I think unless he was lying, that's different. But if he definitely experienced it, I yeah, don't Yeah, but why now? Why talk about it? Yeah, but that's what that's think. why we said we all have to listen Sorry, to it. Listen to it. But I guess I understand the why now, but race is a thing right now as well. So the conversation yeah, very similar. But so. if it's a if it's a thing, I don't I agree. I agree. I don't know what I agree with. <laughs> he mentioned it. If it's his experience, it happened. For me, it just showcases when we're talking about racism, and as black people, even don't want to believe us, a whole white man with a little bit of a tan is suffering racism. That shows when they want to say this country's multicultural melting mm -hmm. pot and we're tolerant over here. No, you're not. He was racist no. to a white man with a tan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it's my point. So I've had more, <laughs> more people talk up. Even if it's 10 years, 20 years too late, keep talking because why they keep trying to sweep racism under the carpet and act like we're just making noise and we're fussing for no reason. It's true. I was like talking to someone said that they would, they feel sensitive talking about things and they're like, Oh, we can't say anything. Cause I can't remember who it was a conversation sometime this weekend. Mm. And it's that like, you can't say anything. And we make a big deal about stuff. Well, Gary Lineker, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> like it hasn't gone anywhere. Should I do the comment? Yes, please. I'm now oh. riled up for no reason. <laughs> Hello to everybody. There's so many people saying hello. So hello to T Smith. Yes, my internet went. The husband did something and it, it went out. Um, and gracious greatness. Hello, um, Iola. Thank you for joining us. And it's lovely that you guys are welcoming each other. And Iola says, "Lovely to see Auntie Yatinde." It is, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Excellent, Auntie, to join us as well. Yeah. Um, Auntie Nans, what's your next? What do you, what do you want to go into? Okay, right. I, I say let's like go straight into uh, SPAC Nation's latest foray into the headlines. Um, the 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 latest thing has taken place, and I saw this Trend Central randomly. I think this was yesterday. Yeah, on Sunday, they went live with SPAC Nation. They had a conference somewhere in London. And the, and because uh, now they're called The Nation. And they streamed for three hours and they were showing this conference. So Pastor Toby is there talking to the presenter, like going through what the church has done and all of this. And uh, I watched it for a little bit and was actually like really disgusted with Trend Central. And that caught on. People on Twitter were going nuts about it as well. But really what I wanted to get from you guys is, um, so he's also announced that he's changing the name from the nation to the family that they're going into but also do you guys think that pastor toby is doing god's work and if you don't think he is do you think that spack nation is one of the biggest christian scams in the uk today <laughs> Let's hey, do, we have, do we have how many hours do we have for this? <laughs> <laughs> <It's boring. laughs> 
Do you want to take? Do you want to go first or should I? No, I no, mean... my sister, go first. I will just chill. I will, I will, as your Nigerians will say, I will chillolo. Okay, <laughs> chillolo me, chillolo me. Um, chillolo. Bro, I mean, it's just all the questions you've asked. I can just say a blanket. Yes, I have no direct experience with Spac Nation or with Pastor Toby, so I'll just start from the jump. I don't know this guy. I'm quite pleased not to know because I don't like how he presents. I do not know you as a man. I don't like how he presents. I'm very sensitive to false prophet pastors. I'm very, 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 very critical of people that put themselves in positions of power, especially when they're in positions of power that's to lead people. You have to be so righteous. I cannot criticize you. And I don't care if that's pressure on your head. If you're not a celebrity. You are a person that's put yourself in a position of power. If you're a politician, if you're a, a, a police person, if you're in a position of power, you cannot break the rules. And as a pastor, I don't understand why you're preaching materialism. It's ridiculous to me. To a community that suffers with the ills and the trappings of materialism as a deficit. I'm not saying we can't enjoy things. We can. But it comes at a cost in our community specifically. You're, and you're not even promoting, even if he was wearing Dilly Pepper that I represent all day, or PMOS, or Grassfields, or Love Yaya, or Greens Teas, or Everyday Friday. You're not promoting black brands. You're promoting all these designers and material. That, that's, and that's just a microcosm of what you're doing. The scamming that we've heard about. And people, we know, we know people directly affected by it. So it's not even like people are lying. I don't even have to say allegedly on this. I know somebody who's experienced a direct line of fraud from yeah. Spac Nation. 100%. So for me, he's not doing God's work. It cannot, it's impossible unless God that we've been told about is not the God that we've been told about. So it's the one, and maybe he has an insight into who the real God is because personally, as well as a person that my mum really tried to enforce Christianity onto me, um, I was very pushed back, reluctant to it. And so I have a, I have a real aversion to constructed religion. Um, I, I think I lost my train of thought, but I I don't like being told what to do for the name of God when, especially from people who are false. And that's it. I, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm passionate. He's not. He's not. In my opinion, he's not a man of God. Everybody that works with him is not a man of God. He's manipulating manipulating young people. Definitely. And it's dangerous. Nation, spack nation, rebirth nation. Get out of here, man. Oh, sorry, I had to mute. I was having entourage. They were coming in and going out. I told you, this house is like... I mean, you've said a few things that I totally agree with. Um, I My my faith um, is very important to me. One thing I cannot stand, as you call them, scam pastors. I've been to enough churches in my time, like from VPA, KICC. I've been there for all that. This, you see, what about that Portuguese church? I've been there. I've seen with my eyes, and I'm like, and I'll see every week we'll go to the church and the same person that they delivered the demon yesterday is come back again. I'm like, that demon didn't go home. I didn't, I'm like, I don't understand. They will be, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And the way they'll be asking for money, if you want to give two pounds, come forward. If you want to give five, five, oh, come again. First they start with 500. I'm like, look at wow. all of us here. We're all in London. You're asking us for 500 pounds. I mean, I've been to a church, even the AKSCC, you know, who's going to come out? They, they need to, you know, and then all these churches, they deliberately get people there's a guy called Mike Murdoch. Mike Murdoch was, well, there, any church that invites Mike Murdoch over, you just know it's just to raise funds. It's not for anything okay. else. 
I've been to a lot of churches where he's been invited. I've watched enough programs when he starts talking about sowing a seed, sowing a seed, buy my book, buy my book, and you're buying. And I'm like, and I too went through that buying books, trying to, you know, find salvation. And I just, you too, I, I, sure, I borrowed myself, says, you know what, you people, I'm sorry. I, I just, when you, when, this is how I see it. When your congregational members cannot even afford three meals a day, some of them don't have paper, they don't have anything else. They're struggling. You, you are driving the best Porsche. You are wine Gucci. As you said, you're not even promoting black businesses. You yeah. are basically putting wealth, you know, into another quarter. You are, you're wearing designer clothes. You're wearing, you're driving Porsches. You're driving a fleet of cars in UK yep. that costs a hundred thousand pounds. Where did you find the money from? Please somebody tell me because I don't understand it. Because what I believe true Christianity is, is helping your brethren, helping your society, Feed, uh, feeding people when they need they need food, helping people to get uh, to get ed you know, education. Everybody that's going through a difficult time. I mean, I know that people have said that um, TDJ's uh, church does this. And when you're going through a difficult time with work, they'll even pay your bills, they'll pay your mortgage. Your church will do that for you as long as you've been paying your tithe and all that. You know, even if you're not, I think there's a way. But some of these churches, these pastors, I'm sorry. And I have heard firsthand. There was even another chick. Come on, her name. This girl, she, she was going from church to church to church. She scammed so many people. I mean, I heard she went to prison one time. I can't remember her name. If I, if I remember her name, she was this girl. I mean, so many things that you've heard. But I just feel as if these people are not, are not they're not God. They're not, they're not doing the word of will of God. They're actually, it's disgusting. And they always said that the amount of people that will not go to heaven at the end times, plenty of pastors will not be going to heaven. They will not. Plenty of them. <laughs> they because it's not, I mean. First, you ask for fresh fruit, then you ask for tithe, you ask for offering. Do you know there's a there's a guy I follow, his name is Daddy Freeze. And he started saying that that you are not the Levites. The Levites were the ones in the first in the first testament, sorry, the uh, uh, first testament testament that said they were the ones collecting tithe. That you need to go into the history of tithe. And if you look at it, do you see Church of England asking for tithe and offering? Do they do have you ever been to a Church of England church? They say oh, we're raising funds for the roof please give whatever you can that's it they don't ask you oh 10 percent, 10 percent, because you yeah. go to church that's what they hamper on and they make you feel guilty that you don't give this 10 percent. Ah, if you don't give 10 percent, you go to hell or you know so a seed they start quoting malachi you're sitting there like if so you're trying to tell me if i don't pay my 10 percent, god, god is not i'm going to answer my prayers i changed my mindset i you know as much as i'm a christian there's certain things i had to change my mindset because yeah. i'm thinking ah, if you don't ask questions you're not gonna you know it was just becoming a thing the whereby I just wasn't happy. I was not happy with the way things are being done. And I, I kept asking questions like, I don't understand why your pastor has a private jet. Three private jets until you're alone. Like David Oyedipo, three private jets that man has. And then one other pastor said, and when Ezigo is supposed to go and drive a riding bicycle, if Christ, was there, Christ, will have, Christ will have a private jet. I said, really? The Christ I know was a carpenter. He used to use plastic cup. I mean, he was using a wooden cup to drink. So when you're making excuses, and they would justify everything. Ah, I touched off my anointing. Can you call, can you call? And you're like, ah. they will use the, the Bible. If, and it's all this evangel em, em, evangelism that started, and it's all about money. Yeah, it's all about money. It's awesome. not about salvation. It's not about teaching people the will of God and the word of God and bringing people to God. Imagine our pastors are are, are driving Bentleys. I don't yeah. understand. It's all about wealth, wealth, wealth. We're not. It's the, the, you know, I can sit here and talk forever. I, I, don't I mean, it's agreed. It really is like that though. Like, but, and it's the fact with Pastor Toby that he goes around showing his Lamborghinis and like he shows all of this wealth and opulence and then there's people that are saying i'm being forced to take out a loan and now i'm in debt and nobody's helping me to pay this and 
all of the scandal that goes along with them, but still the authorities seem to just allow this church and churches like it to flourish. And there's so many young black people getting involved in it. I think the biggest thing for me with SPAC Nation is the criminality that's involved. Like, you know, that salvation of if you've been to prison, like this is a house for you. Yeah. But then everybody seems to be involved in some type of scamming. I was watching Marion Mola. You remember the girl that had the BBC documentary about her? Yeah, that might have been who Yatande was talking about. Full on front row. She was talking about how she has this new salvation program for young women called Love House. And she's saving souls. And they're all applauding her. Like, I, I literally was watching with my mouth open. Like, I cannot believe that this is being streamed on Trend Central, like, you're putting it, it Oh, that's what was, that was on, that was the part of this, that was it? Yes, yeah. She's talking about, she's talking about what she's doing. So it's like, they're all on a stage. Every faction of it had time on stage to talk about what they're doing in the nation, to raise the nation. And she was there after all of the fraud, talking about her being to prison, and then it's still, this is a new scam that she has. And all of the people with her are like, she's changed my life. And the, like, all, all of that was still going on. But there's no evidence of that. She made a claim that to, that her, her magazine and her brand goes out to 250,000 people every, every month. And it's like, you're, you're lying. I went searching on the internet. I can't see where this digital footprint is and where all of these people are but there's still this like glossy flossing that she has like literally i'm i'm so influential i'm helping so many people i'm saving so many souls wherever there are there are other people that i personally know this girl owes thousands of pounds to yeah. and pastor toby co-signed her like you know just forgive her like oh she didn't mean it oh it, it, you know that you just have to forgive her thousands and then she's there talking about I make so much money, I pay so much tax. I, you know, me and the me and the government are like one. Like I'm helping. Like I, I'm I, I employ so many people, and it's like you're a fraudster. That is such a sham. It, it, yeah. It, I was just so sad at Trend Central for doing this. Why did what was Trend Central's point? Is it that because we've talked about Trend Central as well, the responsibility of them and the the carelessness? Because I think Trend Central is a young production company. They've come up. Mm-hmm producing and putting out back chat was a, a college com- like a college debate show which has had lots of controversies but it's been it's been great tv i must say so they've come up they've had an idea they've come up and they're doing really well with their youtube channel but there is an element possibly of a lack of because there's a thing about you get rich quick but you don't necessarily know what you're doing as you get rich quick and the training because like i said i've worked at the bbc i've trained as a journalist and de- like the law of being a broadcaster or a journalist and certain things you need to be aware of when you're dealing with sensitive content. You have to toe those lines, but there's something that when you come up with an idea and you have access to the internet and you can just do, which is great because it's broken down the barriers, especially for people of color who haven't been able to get onto broadcast and get the proper channels, get 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 popular through the proper channels um, or the traditional channels, I should say. This has been great for us, however, the lack of responsibility and care that goes into something like this, Trend Central, you know, with their what's it, their um, what's their recent show, Blue Therapy, yeah, things like that. What, where's the aftercare? 
the responsibility of doing something like um, SPAC Nation, knowing what it is, that means there's an element of you don't give a damn yeah. or you're in on it as well. This is the this is the thing. This is what people were asking. Like, is is the guy? I think his name's Andy. Like, is he a part of SPAC? Like, is he is he a member of the congregation? There may be that, or is it just the bag was too much to resist? But it's like, is there, there's that way up, isn't it? Is it like money over your people? Like, are you are you just prepared to sell us down the river? But that's. <sighs> Because it's, it's an influential channel. It's so influential. There are so many young people on it. And this is what... We're watching it. This is the thing. You yeah, have a lot of young people watching. And this is... And I, I get what you're saying, that it's as if that they're in bed together, that they, yeah. were, they, they were paid to do a PR for them or like yeah. to try and fix. You know, like when you have something goes wrong with one celebrity... Uh -huh. yeah. bless you, my sister. To try and manage things and make everything a bit more clean. Um, you know, go back. Like for example, I don't know if you guys saw recently. Amber Heard went on on, on all the, after the yeah. whole uh, what you might call it case has been won by her ex. You know, it goes on on all these um, uh, news channels and was trying. It was like I'm like, why are you coming out to talk? We've already heard the nonsense you had to. They had to say they've exp you've exposed your yash in the whole of the place on 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 exactly. the, in the court. So why are you coming to come and do damage control? Exactly. And that's exactly, I think that's what they did. They did. They were trying to do damage control because what I've heard about that church and what I've seen about that pastor. I'm so sorry. He has a mansion waiting for him in hell. That's what I can tell you. This is, I mean, that's, I mean, it's fair. I just don't. It, the correlation, even the fact that you're. I love the idea because young people coming out of prison, you need a safe space. You want to explore exactly and evolve and grow and reintegrate into society and be supported because we know that in reintegration into society is dire for any ex-prisoner, ex-convict, ex-prisoner, and especially if you're of color, it's even worse. You're, you're, you know, unless you have a family or support network around you, it's not great. So this is the perfect. Thing. I don't even mind if you're a little bit cool. We do have Christian rap and, Chris, you know, you're trying to get with the trends. You do have a little bit of stepping into what, how to rebrand for the modern ages. Because, you know, the church has been losing because the world is being so much, there's so much exposure and there's so much lack of faith. And it's very hard to hold on to faith when the world has gone to shit. It takes a lot. Of you course, definitely. Follower of whatever religion you really want to follow. So... Moving with the time to speak to a younger audience and catch them when they're young, if you if you've got good intentions, there's nothing wrong with that. But not to put like you're you're endorsing a trap lifestyle. Are yeah, you even that you're Christian? You're calling it trap music and you're calling it drill, Christian drill. You cannot. It doesn't match. It doesn't it make. Doesn't it doesn't match. juxtapose. You cannot juxtapose two things because drill music that I, I hear of. I mean, I don't know. I think like, what it is is like they're trying so hard to reach the masses, but they're forgetting what true Christianity. And I get it. I mean, I've heard rock bands who said they're Christian rock. I'm like, ah, rock, rock music. Okay. But it can be if you, if it, yeah. No, I, I get it. Not to say I don't understand yeah. it, but I don't know how you can be in bed like that. But anyway, that's my own conversation. That's the thing, and that's the thing because like it's just it's mad, you know. I just I always have to talk about Creflo Dollar because I my, I remember my mum. Oh my was, god. I was quite surprised about that one. Even Eddie Long, Bishop Eddie Long as well. Oh my, exactly. Oh, Ed, well, listen. That one died in the end, didn't he? Because he got exposed. Yeah, Eddie Long, this is the thing. The stuff that he does, Eddie Long, that one. And then Creflo Dollar, back in 26, 2015, he was called out because he wanted support to buy his jet for $65 yeah. million. Yeah. Imagine you are a whole pastor and you're doing to your congregation of needy folk 
please, guys, I need a jet to do my ministry. What do you need a jet for? Buy first class ticket if that's what you need to do. I'm sorry. Pay for your tickets. I don't get, oh no, this thing eggs me. I swear to yeah, God, it, it eggs oh. me. And I, I don't understand the concept why a pastor needs private jet. When you're not Beyonce going on, you're not going on what tour now. I mean, I don't <laughs> understand. Even Beyonce, Jay-Z was saying the other day, he borrows uh, uh, jet, private jets from CEOs that are his friends. Can I borrow your, he doesn't have yeah. one. He himself that's is borrowing. And this is someone that's a billionaire that's borrowing private jet from another billionaire because he doesn't want to pay for it. Exactly. Well, you pray for dollar, you're a pastor. Pastor until your Lord. I don't get it. I'm sorry, I know I'm doing the Yoruba auntie, but that's who I am. That's who you are. That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I played enough aunties in my lifetime. But what I'm trying to say, I just don't understand why a pastor, a minister of God, people are here suffering, people are going through difficulties. You're asking them selfishness. I want to preach the word, the gospel. Preach the, the gospel from your city room. We don't need you, you don't need to be flying around on private jet. <laughs> 65 million, that money. If you say you, I want to feed a whole of, you know, pay off debt, build schools. If you're saying I'm, I'm building schools, trying to finance everybody here to try and buy a house. If you're trying to put money together that you've got a congregation of 2,000 guys, you know what we're going to do together? We're going to pull together everybody to make sure we all have a, a deposit for you to be able to buy your own home, to help you with the ladder to get to your, your own home. That in itself is Christian, but you want to buy private jets. You want to have ministry. What ministry? I've, I've listened to your word. It's... Just, I think it's fair. I was going to say, because what makes a good Christian and what is it? Because I think, some, you know, I, I think that the closest pastor that I, I respect is T.D. Jakes. It is T.D. Jakes because he seems to be, appears to be. And there is an element where if you are a successful um, preacher, pastor, you will get success naturally. So what are the boundaries? What are your, as you made some suggestions, that if by, 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 by no over-endorsement or over-encouragement, you are a successfully rich pastor. How do you redeem yourself? Because I understand maybe some of them are like, well, do we have to be in poverty? You don't have to be in poverty. No. But there's a, but what, what's the boundaries between being, then it gets too much? I think you have to live modestly though. I think that comes with the territory. And literally, if you are like, my congregation is going to thrive, that's a brilliant idea. Everybody in my congregation plant seeds to grow another. We are all building so that we all have security. Who doesn't have security? Who doesn't have home security? Who is lacking? That's what that's building a church. It shouldn't be yes. that as the pastor, I am now in the biggest mansion that has 20 rooms and I'm flash. And that shows that our church is really prosperous. It should yeah. be everybody who comes mm -hmm. here, we prosper. We were exactly. Yeah. Does, that, does, that, does anybody like, remember yeah. this guy? This other pastor was a white pastor, and they actually accosted him outside. Something Kenwood. Is it Kenwood? Oh, his name said, Oh, you bought Pastor White. He was in America and he had this mansion, lavish lifestyle. He had, and they were like, I don't understand. They actually accosted him. It was one of these, um, they were doing an expose on him. They're like, um, we don't understand because he used to be on the God channel. And I used mm. to follow him. I can't remember. He starts with K. Was his surname is K? And I remember they used to they used to be Daystar. Daystar's another one. And yeah. those two, the There's couple, the husband one. and wife yeah. one. And they yeah. used to do all these, you know, evangelism and all that. And then Mike, Mike Murdoch used to go on those websites and those TV shows. And the guy that you know, he had two, three private jets. He had. A, if you see the house that he lived in, and then some of these these congregational members, come on, they're living in poverty. For me personally, I feel as if as a pastor, if your congregation if you, you're selling books and you're making wealth from one way or the other, fair enough. 
plant and sow back into your into your congregation. Plant because some of them I I remember when I used to go to a really popular church many, many years ago. And you know, I stopped going to this church years and years ago. And the pastor was the church was being investigated and JP PricewaterCoopers was being was now the government now made the price PricewaterCoopers come and do their books and the church had to pay them ten thousand pounds a day. That's what the government was a penal penalty because at that by the point the part the church had twenty million pounds in the bank accounts and they wanted to like how come you have all this money and then I mean, in those days these uh, people used to pay their tithe and offering people were giving money and then pastor what he used to do is he would sell his books to the church. So the church will have to sell, buy his books and then pay him the money so that whenever he's doing anything, only bookshops, the books that he sells in the bookshop was already sold to the church at wow. half price and he'll get his money back. And that's how he, you know, he made money. But the the amount of wealth books, all these books, are, you know, it was all about wealth, wealth, the prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. Yeah. That's all they were preaching. But the prosperity you were, prosperity you were preaching, half the, half the congregation were not were not prosperous and you were doing so well. I mean, I I know that in the end that, you know, they, 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 um, whatchamacallit, they audited the, ch the church. I think they tried to audit him. They took, they exposed them on evening standard. And then they had one Nigerian pastor, one Nigerian journalist got undercover to try and infiltrate that church. Then there's another church, VPA. That one, Pastor Alex, that one too. He, you know, the church apparently paid for his house, a two million naira, a pound, let's say naira, two, two million pounds uh, mansion. And you know, then apparently he got, he was going to be evicted or something, was something about the whole nature of the, where they, you know, where they were living or where they were renting, but everything was just so dodgy. I don't know, yeah. why is all this dodginess happening in the, yeah. in the body of Christ? What makes sense? I don't get it. And I've definitely, we, we will get the comments. I've definitely argued, not argued. Mum watched, I think it was Joyce Mayer or there's somebody else. And the woman's face from when she started to know is plastic. Now, I'm not talking about plastic surgery for anybody individual. But again, that leaning into materialism and commercialism, mm -hmm. and you're supposed to be have you're supposed to have faith in God. So you're, you you shouldn't be having plastic surgery. I'm so sorry. You you not as a bleeding pastor. How are you having plastic surgery? I, I unless it's for reconstruction or for your health. But the fact that you've got a nip and tuck face, and she's got a this particular one's got a very nipped and tucked face. And I remember saying, oh, Daystar, they were one of the, the couples in Daystar. They had the husband, you could tell that that man had it's too much. That's he vanity. Definitely, he exactly. done, he done nip and tuck. It's a another one. What's her name? It was white, well, white girl, woman, blonde woman. She and her husband, you know, I used to follow her like crazy. I can't remember her name. And then she and her husband got separated or divorced. And they'll be, you know, the, the funny thing, whenever their marriages fail, they now start preaching something else. I'm like, sis. You were preaching before about marriage, saving your marriage, saving it. All of a sudden, your marriage is finished. You know, your whole tune. Then he, I think she was the one that said that, oh, that Donald Trump is going to win the election again this time. Oh, around. Wow. Paula White. Was it Paula White or someone? Hey, that's the Paula White. And they were praying for him. They said the angels, send the African angels to come down. Yeah. From heaven. I'm like, yeah. Listen, that Are you right? African angels to come down and fight for Trump. Trump that cannot. Throw <laughs> the whole woman away. Literally, the, the one with the black ass is praying on Trump. That made me want to fight everybody black. Listen, let's get the comments, please. <laughs> okay. I can't see all of them, so I'm only going to be getting the last few. If there's any more before then, um, coming after me. So, um, Gracious, great, yes, Gracious Greatness says um, their Christianity is different to that of George Miller, who built orphanages, and Charles Spurgeon, um, D.L. Moody, and those preachers of yesteryear, SPAC Nation is hype on full. 
and Stack Nation is like some of those conglomerate multinational companies, them get away with unethical practices, definitely. Um, and the K name that you were saying, he came back and said is Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth is Kenneth Copeland, yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland. Um, yeah. And Absolutely. also... Thank you, guys. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> is it church or mummy water? Um and then also and then zw goes on to say joyce is one of the private jet pastors she said she doesn't have time to fly commercial when the gospel needs to be preached really, really? no the, the gospel needs to be preached where with the private jets i don't understand it's a no, lie I, it's a lie you literally there's flights going out all the time every day you can have you can book you can book first class tickets you want and she's to, even, you that's the it. thing she could even afford a first oh class ticket God. you wouldn't even begrudge you that if you're doing partner with your church yeah. that's the best thing <laughs> even simple partner anyway before we move on i think we wanted to quickly touch on um What's the last? What other thing we want to talk about? Yeah, um, I think you guys. There was there was a few things that you sent me that you wanted to ask about. Know, well, I, I, I've lost the thread, but the only I guess the only oh, it's, sorry, my God, to Americans, Happy Independence yeah. Day. Are you happy? <laughs> July the fourth. July the fourth. Yes, what? Are, what, I, what? Are, well, we're as as your British cousins, we don't know how to act. Should we be celebrating or should we be feeling ashamed, sad, and distressed because? This year, 4th of July, what is America celebrating after all the nonsense that they've been through? I, I want to get to quickly this Kenneth Boy Boykin. I love his um, Twitter thread. He's amazing. Um, oh, let say? me just get to her. He, no, Keith, sorry, my bad. Keith Boykin. Had, he says, an unarmed black man shot 60 to 90 times by police in Akron. 10 black people murdered in a grocery store in Buffalo. White supremacists marching in the streets of Boston. The Supreme Court taking away a woman's rights to control her own body. And they call it Independence Day. Keith Boykin is, Boykin is an American. He's an author of Race Against Time, The Politics of a Darkening in America. He, I love his Twitter threads. He breaks down history, race, and he's, he's unapologetic about it. He's brilliant. But um, that's his points. Um, guys. Do they have anything to celebrate? They don't. Yeah. I don't think they do. I'm so sorry because if you even think about the Fourth of July, the slaves were still slaves at that time. So that's why they have Juneteenth. Obviously, the American independence was once, and then slavery still happened. So I know a lot of African Americans don't. They feel some kind of way in respect in response to the American independence because they were not independent. So even till today, as you said, look at what's been going on in America right now. That country is just. I don't know what's going on. It is back, it's backtracking on itself. I mean, to be fair, I think the backtrack has always been there. You know, ever since Donald Trump came into power as a president, it seems as if he just unleashed Armageddon. And everybody and their mama who felt some kind of way has just, you know, things that we know that there's police brutality in America, but it's gotten worse. Um, I'm not, I don't even know what they're celebrating. I'm sorry. I really don't think they're celebrating you know, anything should be celebrated right now. I'm sorry. There's sorry. Too much. Oh, no, no. So I was just, just jumping because I was looking at um, Twitter to see any com commentary. And apparently shots have been fired just more or less not long ago at a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. Initial reports say 30 injured, six dead. Wow. And that's see? just today. That's breaking now. More than 30 shots fired on the 4th of July, July parade, Highland Park, Illinois. Yeah. Police are searching for the suspect described as a white male between the age of 18 and 20. There we go. Another... And that's on Twitter now. And that's a, that's a 4th of July parade 
another another young white male out there on a rampage with a gun. Like, there's nothing to celebrate. They were they were even talking about like um striking, like women going on like a mass yeah. strike on the fourth of July. Like, all all of that. I don't know. It, I, I really wonder with America, if this was somewhere else in the world, America would be saying we need to invade that country. So who is going to save America from America? I, I truly believe they need saving. Like somebody needs to come in and um, and, and like take over. Honestly, it's, it's ridiculous. That killing of the young guy, I couldn't even... What's I don't know why. I clicked... I clicked... It's Jay something. I think it's like Jalen, I think, or Jaden. One second. His name is Jalen Walker. So that's Jaylen police. Walker. police killed Jalen Walker, a black man in Ohio, by shooting him dozens of times as he ran from offices following a traffic stop. A traffic stop. Because he was hounded. I can only imagine that. So this is footage that the police have released. And if I was him, I would have ran for my life hoping to have got to some type of safety because they were going on like this was a full-on lynching like screaming like like as if they were going after a dog and this is somebody who just had a traffic violation and was unarmed 90 bullets apparently the police in Nakron are saying we'll see the footage have said that walker 25 fired a gun at officers who were pursuing him and by all accounts they they have nothing like they're saying that there's some type of residue and it's like one bullet or something. And I believe that's probably from one of them. But the footage I was seeing, the police officer is running towards the car shooting. Why are you doing that? Like literally, it's like it's like a video game or something. Like he's just shooting aimlessly, going, ah! Like what, what happened to you guys? 90 bullets at one human. And then after, they still handcuffed him. It's like... Yeah, that's, that's the part. And also, my, and it's again, we talked about, it. it's a traffic violation. Let him go. If he if he runs, if he did something, it's traffic. He hadn't, it's, he hadn't killed anybody in your face. So it <coughs> doesn't really make sense that they were so violent with it. I, 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 think, I think for me personally, I feel as if that when it comes to black men, they just get triggered and they just let loose. A lot of these police officers, God forgive me for saying this, I feel as if they go into police being police officers because really and truly they have severe hate for any yes. person of color. Yeah. Because if it was a traffic stop and the boy ran away, there must there's so many you could even if you want to like tase him or something. You know, you could have found, sorry, one second, I've got somebody at the door. You could have, um, Nene, can you help me open the door, please? <laughs> oh, my God. You could have found a way to deal with it. Please, sorry, I, I'm going to come back. No problem. It's, 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 it, yeah, it's exactly that. It's reassessing the need to accost, arrest somebody. I understand as a police officer, it's like, okay, so we just let everybody go? No. Well, to the point where did a traffic stop, George, well, George Floyd, what, what, rumored a fake 20. What's uh, my man who's selling cigarettes, 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 skittles in his hand, and a hoodie for Trayvon? The fuck? But then you can have that guy that went into the church and shot 10 and people leave and get a burger. He killed people, but he was, a, you were able to arrest him. Right. Now, it's just, it's, it's beggar's belief. And again, I'm glad that they're protesting, but 
when does it end? Like the, the country needs saving. They actually like it's 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 so lawless there. And for them to be a superpower with nuclear arms, the world needs to be like these guys are absolutely not of sound mind to have <laughs> nuclear power. Like the, nobody is of sound mind to do that. Like n- not one president, they shouldn't be allowed to have this. You can say that to other nations. You can say to nations, no, we don't believe that you should have nuclear weapons. How is America allowed to have nuclear weapons? Who's trusting these guys? They, they're killing their own. They'll kill, they'll end the world and be like, oh, well, <laughs> this is how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbles. So, you know, 4th of July, bro. Um, we don't have our resident American, Ronald, in the house. I would like to know how he's feeling. I know. About- about it and then yeah, we, we need you to tell us what's what's going on on the ground over there because also just a, a quick one um because on the back in time for possibly independence day there was a black family let me get the story up there was a black family in america who had their beach stolen from them back mm. in the racist days which never went hold on let me get the story proper so um, what happened was they 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 both if you look at the story with that yeah, one so, yeah they bought they bought the land um over 100 years ago even more than yeah. that you do yeah. realize that it's the same thing that happened in central park central yeah. park was actually owned by black people and they took it back off them as well there you go so um after years and years and back and forth they've actually given the land back and what's going to happen is the state of the la or whatever san francisco is not going to lease the land back from them yeah. every year but can you imagine you've paid for your land and then they've collected back from you and, and because this is what they- now yeah, this is what they did. They, the, the, the I think when they, the, basically, they set up the beach. It was the Willa and Charles Bruce who yes. purchased the land for $1,225 in 1912. And so that's a crazy amount of money, even then, anyway. Yes, it was. They raised that wealth. They bought a beach because they weren't allowed on normal beaches. Mm-hmm. And the white people in the neighborhood just harassed them. They caused problems. They called the police on them. They did this and made it so uncomfortable. Then the council just decided that we, you can't have this land. We're going to build, they think they were going to build accommodation stuff. They never did. The land The land has just been there, landing, not doing anything. And now the family have got it back. But imagine all that. So it's over a hundred years. hundred years. A hundred years later that they got the land back. But if you think about it, they were, if they have allowed them to build on that property, build on that the place, imagine. Yeah, how, um, how much money that yeah. thing would have accumulated wealth over years and years and years. And this is the biggest issue that um, African-Americans have, is uh, um, accumulating wealth in America. Because every time they do something, look at Rosewood, look at Tulsa, they'll yeah. go down there and burn it. They'll find a reason to burn. Yeah. You, yeah. Have, you moved out. You told us we cannot be with you. We now go somewhere. We now build our own churches. Because if you think about Rosewood, apart from what I get, um, Rosewood and Tulsa, that they had yeah. their own church. They had their own yeah. hospitals. Thank schools, you. Banking. Everything. If you, there was a photo of all the big um black professionals, all men, yeah. that they were, they had grocery stores. They really had like made it. it was Black Wall Street, and that's not the only town that they did that to. Yeah, exactly. It's not one. A couple of towns. They would now find a reason to, because they were thinking, why are black people living more than we are? But we're yeah. thriving here. You've asked us to leave your town. We've gone somewhere else. We've packed our loads. Minding our own business. Matt, thank you. All. But I just feel as if the. the the depth of racism, inept racism in America, that as far as you're black, you're not allowed to assimilate anything. You're not allowed to accumulate wealth. And this is the problem with black people at the moment in America. Accumulating wealth is their biggest issue. Redlining, they want to buy a property. Even when you, you want to try and buy a house, the amount of the interest rate they put on it for you 
it's, yeah. it's nuts. Well, but you know it's not too far off here as well. It's like, here too. Same same here. Here. Line for line on, on loans, black people generally will get, we're going to pay more for a loan. Yeah. But also when you look at segregation in America, how well black people were doing before we had integration, right. you see that there's a parallel. Actually, it wasn't through, oh, just civil rights. It's actually economically they could see these guys have amassed so much we need in on this yep so it goes hand in hand it's like we kind of have this rose tinted spectacles when it comes to the kennedys like they they helped like they were working with martin luther king and no it was in their interest to actually end segregation because they needed black pounds and so once you diminish how black people can run by themselves and how powerful they can be and you have them integrated and then you also oppress them it's a perfect concoction for white supremacy it's like actually and i'm not even saying that we need to go back to the days of segregation but we absolutely need to harp on the days of doing for ourselves definitely being integrated into society who's winning we just have to look around who benefited from us having integration? Exactly. And from that standpoint, and it is like actually, it's it's not benefited us in any no, way. It it's really not. It's really, 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 really not. And as we we're saying, we're not saying let's go back into the days where there's there's no, you know you can get killed for crossing into a white town and all that type of shit, or get killed or arrested for drinking from a white fountain. Have you, have you have you guys heard recently that they've actually found a, the arrest warrant? To arrest the yes, woman for um for Emmett Till's Emmett uh, death yeah. and the woman she's in her eighties and, and they, they said that, that they should arrest yeah. her they should try they her should. that if they can still be trying Nazis in in Germany at a hundred yeah. I think the oldest Nazi they just tried recently was hundred and one they tried this this man that you know he had yeah. war crimes and he should go and suffer for it they should be able to you know to um, arrest this woman and apparently. The reason why they didn't arrest her that time at that time was because she was a lone parent or something of that nature. I think she and her husband, I don't even know what's going on. But they've they found her. They know who she is. And she moved and changed her name. Yeah. This woman caused the fact a 14-year-old boy, you lied that he whistled at you. The boy did not do anything. And, and when if, if you guys remember the story of Emmett Till, his mom allowed, she's, you know, when they were basically trying to bury him, she asked them to open the casket yeah. so they can see his badly beaten face. This small boy, a fourteen-year-old boy, grown man. What's he going to do with this white woman? I mean, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, when you hear stories, and if you, might, I don't know if you remember this story. Another story of, of this young boy, another young boy who was con convicted for killing two two small children, and after seventy years, they finally, um, you know, cancelled the conviction, and they had he was the youngest person in America to have been. Electrocuted. Um, electrocuted. Yeah. Exactly. And then he had, they had to put, they basically had to stack two two Bibles together for him to sit so that, you know, even the helmet. Yeah. It's, it's like the, what, they, what they've done, and it's true, as you say, Dandinana, how dare they have the rights to all the weapons when they're culturally, inherently, there's madness and a sickness. But I, I, I always say, I, I, I hate when black people say we can't work together. It's, it's not true. And we have a legacy of just surviving and coming through and pulling through, especially. Obviously, in our back in our home countries, we have our infighting, but that's normal, like human. We're humans, but we can definitely work together to build. And mm -hmm. in those days, we did whole towns, whole networks, whole systems. And because of jealousy and fear of losing power, the Klu Klux Klan, the, and greed, the Klu Klux Klan, aka police people, 
wiped out black towns just wholesale just it, it's it's actually shocking how they do it and they continue to do it in small to today ways to today we know that there's agents whenever we are moving in a direction i always say this 2008 when there was that spate of people going back home especially to ghana yes like, we are going back home wholesale people were going all of a sudden ghana is hit with so many light offs you couldn't even get your business off the ground that just seemed to just take place it was like people were growing their businesses then light off starts take and you know if we had still kept on going they probably would have somehow stopped us from going for visas they would have done something they say get yeah. out of the country but when you start leaving like actually we can better ourselves here they stop you from doing it they do it in little ways when we start getting community when we have organizations then before you know it this one's in fighting there, this money's gone missing. They always stop us from getting together. The only way to do it is not through organisation, is self-determining what you're doing and keeping it to yourself and just everybody having a mindset shift to just do what you're doing and and move away from it. But we can't do it in an organisation. They infiltrate it. Too much. Um, We must move on. Just wanted to let you guys know, by the way, the Queen... Is getting a 30 million bonus from our taxes. Are you okay with that? I don't think you uh-uh. are. <laughs> hey, look, I thought, 30 million bonus for what? Because apparently there's a thing where she her, her earnings cannot drop by force. So, yeah. the, I mean, I don't want to get, because we, we, we need to get into auntie's business, but I just want to let you guys know that the Queen is taking our taxes for a 30 million pound windfall. And apparently the royal family have claimed 100 million from taxpayers this year. Last year, a report revealed, and um, you know, they're rising, the Royals' spending rose 15 million, that's 17% to top 100 million for the first time. Whilst the cost of living has sped out of control. Oh, you should see the, the electricity bill, they said, I'm going to pay this month. Out that's this what I'm year. saying. I was like, what? Why? Hmm. I said, I still have to call this amazing. Bill, I'm mad. Anyway. We must move on because we could go in for hours on, yeah. on Lizzie and her, her benefit family. But um Lizzie and her benefit. Lizzie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to get into our sponsors for the day. Hello Fresh. Today's episode is brought to you by Hello Fresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut with with HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering, seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Um, Auntie Nana, I think you said your HelloFresh delivery has arrived. We've had salmon, um, salmon steaks, and the boys actually, so when I went in, when the internet went down, the boys had actually finished all of their salmon and were asking for more food as well. It it definitely, it just cuts out so much faff going around the supermarkets and you, you just pick what you want at the beginning of the week and it will be with you within like 72 hours. And our discount code really does make a difference. Um, so for a family of four, it came up to 20 pounds 
for the week shop. Oh wow! With them, so that's please like, I beg. Hello, don't forget to hook that you me get up your yeah. first one. So it's definitely worth. It's definitely worth just following through on our link, seeing what the offer is, and going through the menu. It really does make a difference. Okay, so as Auntie Yutunde said, listen, Auntie Yutunde, this is what's happening. Go to the link in our show. We'll send you the link to get 50% off your first box and then 35% off your Me, I'm looking for free. Let's talk about free. Auntie said, for four people, you've got 20 pounds for your weekly. It's like 22 pounds for four people. minor. I know it's a minor, but right now, let them hook me up with free box first. Until your Sunday is well, well worth it. So get on to her. Hello, free box for Netflix star. Beg, Exactly. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. So Netflix, speak directly. I mean, you, uh, hello, fresh. Please hello, fresh guys. My name is Yutunde. Please, you know, look for me. Ask her. My sister's here to be, you know, hook up. You okay. know, look, follow me on Ingram Ground. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Follow me on Ingram Ground. I love that. So, guys, for those of you who aren't a Netflix superstar, please go to the link in our show notes to get 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. Um, the link's in our show notes, 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. That's HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Now back to the show. Okay, so now, before we wrap the show, we're going to move into what's made us sad, mad and glad this week. Until your Tunde, what's made you sad and what's made you mad and what's made you glad this week? Okay, so this is actually making me very happy. So this has been, I've been wanting to come on this show for a while. Oh, bless um, you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been so nice to, and you can see my entourage, I've come to say hello. Somebody's here, as always. This, this office is not making itself useful. Um, yeah, so coming on this show has been very, very happy. It's Monday, today's Monday. So yeah, so we're starting with the, you know, I love Mondays. I would say to people that, Mondays are beginnings. Mondays are beautiful. Mondays is when you can impact in your life and you can speak. Your boss will say only sure Sure is to talk and speak into your life. So Mondays are a great week for me. I love Mondays. I never used to, but then I realized somebody said something many years ago and said, Mondays are amazing. So Mondays, I love Mondays. I love the show. Auntie, you're making noise. <laughs> Close the double move. Um, should be in bed. They never want to see if I don't lie down next to them, forget it. Yeah. Um, so Mondays, I know Mondays are beautiful. And me being here, thank you so much. What made me mad? Hmm, from last week, ha, ah, good. I mean, what made me sad? I'll say what made me sad. What made me sad was Nene was trying to do, um, we had a fair in our school, it made me really sad that she. She had started um, with she did she had her own group and unfortunately the group fell through. So they were doing this thing called Dragon's Den. So the okay. children had to come and tell sell their um, idea to the to school council or governors to so listen. We want to come to the fair, but we have these ideas. We want to sell this, sell that, sell this, and the school will now give you twenty pounds. The governor will give you twenty pounds to go and buy your ingredients. So what they said, anybody that sells the most on the day for the fair, which was on Saturday. Will get to keep their money so she was already in one group the group now fell through so anyway so all that happened was she had a, she now went to meet another group and said listen can i join your group um can i be part of your group so they say yeah no problem so she me and her sat down obviously i'm the way my mind works i'm a kind of person that when i'm writing things down 
when it comes to cost. My father's a quantity surveyor. So when it comes to costing things, how much is it going to cost us? How much can we make? So I did that all with her. So she now went to school, went to show them. So they had to go and do a presentation in front of the, the council of the, you know. But she now went to do the presentation. Unfortunately for her, the other group, they just switched on her. There was just weirdness. And these are girls that we've known since we were like four. They were four. We've known them for seven years. They alienated my daughter from the whole situation. They made her feel bad. So the the parent who was running the thing now contact like came when we the after school one day called me to the side in front of my daughter said, listen, I'm really sorry, but please don't let your sister your daughter do this this um whole thing. I said, Why? So don't let her do it. That there's been a lot of problems that these girls don't want her what? to be on the group that they've alienated. And what now happened was one of the girls who was part of the group, her mom now called me a few days before and cussed me out on the phone and said, oh, your daughter jumped, joined their group. Because of that, they removed her daughter in front of my group, her group. I turned and laughed on the cheek because of you. The other time you called said my son was rude. You called you Yetunde. And then you, your daughter manipulated the group. I said, how can I say, how did she manipulate the group? She went to join the group. Not realizing this. When my daughter joined this group, they now told another girl who was on that group that she can't be in part of the group anymore. And I'm like, what's the big deal? So it was all this backing and forth thing. So in the end, I got insulted by this parent. And then I had to say to my daughter, I really, you can't do this. She cried and cried. I said, please, if you do this, you're not going to enjoy yourself. These girls are going to make you miserable. The, the, the parent has already said that they've alienated you. And it made me so sad. It made me angry and sad because number one, the mother was shouting at me on the phone. And number two, I had to tell my daughter, I had to really put my foot down and say, you can't do this, this um, whole group thing. And it just made me realize how the last seven years, how we've had to navigate through the school and uh, the dynamic of one person is this person's friend, parents getting involved. So I would say that those are the two things that made me sad and mad because I was pissed off that the parent yeah. called me. But then I also had to calm myself down in a place where I just had to ignore her and just tell my daughter you can't do it so you know what she said that they chucked her daughter off leave the space so in the end i think her daughter then did it my daughter didn't do it and then it was very upset so on saturday while we're doing the fair she kept going to the table i had to say to her, why are you going to their table leave these girls alone the school you've only got two more weeks after two months you're never going to see these girls again yeah. but she doesn't get it you know because she just doesn't know how to you know differentiate friendships which has been a struggle. So that made me sad and mad. I don't know oh, if that makes sense. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I, the days of that family, you know, the school dynamic is a lot. And you get to, one thing I realised every day that adults, not that I realised the other day, but I really, I felt adults have just grown up kids. They have not left the playground behind. Oh, and no. that's to my child. The playground exists in the office, mm -hmm. probably in the care home, in the old people's home. Mm -hmm. It's still the playground. Okay, so um, I'm sad about this. It says, just I was reflecting because I was my my glad will reflect will make make this bit make sense. I was sad about how families can often be torn apart because of personal traumas, and you can become estranged from family um, just because of unresolved conversations, issues, and so that made me sad when I was thinking about that this week. Also, mm -hmm. the Melilla massacre in Morocco, the fact that it's not on the mainstream news cycle that how many immigrants were beaten, killed. Uh, the hatred of black skin is madness. It's disgusting. It's horrible. So, yeah, and also the royals and their extra money. That's made me mad because, no. 
uh, I'm actually down for getting rid of the monarchy, thanks. And But I'm also very super, super glad that my mum met her sister for the first time since her sister was a baby. And it was just a lovely family oh, reunion. Wow. It was a moment. And that's why I was saying that sometimes our families can be torn apart because of, yeah, of course. And people's issues. But um, yeah, it was just so cute. And it's just funny seeing the two sisters from very, very different generations, but bringing all our looks together is very, very nice. Oh, beautiful. Like, it's weird, but it was beautiful. And they had a little nice little bonding moment. That was so beautiful. So that made me super glad. Auntie Nana. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the African bodies in Morocco, that absolutely made me really, really sad. And because I don't watch the news, I didn't know that it wasn't a part of the, the news cycle as well. I thought that was being shown on mainstream. So that's made me even more sad because, yeah, it's disgusting. But also I really, the, what made me sad again is just the willingness to share African bodies. Like, Mutilated, yes. All over the place. It's like mm. some respect for people because we don't do that with any other race. You don't see Ukrainians piled up. Like it's just, yeah, that, that really made me sad. Um, and then my mad, I, I was mad, I mentioned earlier on about the another shooting in America that really, really just set me off. I was so, so pissed off with that. And I'm, I'm glad that people are protesting. But again, it's like, when does that, when does that end? When, does, when did the protests ever stop? It's continuously going on. Um, I'm super glad. Uh, this is the week that me and my sister were going to be opening up another hub and culture, this time in Kentish Town. We open on Friday. Name me, I live in, I live near Kentish Town. Okay, I will send you all of the details. So Please, the, I would love to come. The shop is right opposite Kentish Town Station. Um, it's oh a really goodness. nice place. We're going to have 10 artisans in there selling clothing, skin care and homewares. And on Friday, this Friday coming from 6 p.m., we're going to have a sip and shop as well. So people can come in. There'll be Prosecco, Plantain, some jollof rice. Yes, so thank you very much. We'll be there. All of the details will be there, yeah. Come. Oh, wicked. Is there, a, is there a link we can put in the comments? I will, I will put a link in. Yes, I will put a link on the show notes and in the comments as well on YouTube. And on our page. So, yeah, definitely come down. Hub and Culture. We were in um, Peckham for like two years, and this will be our third shop that we've done. Oh, so, town, that's where we're, we're, we're from north anyway, originally. So. Oh, wicked. I'm, I'm really, congratulations. Yeah. Because it'll be nice. It, it's, I'll be honest with you, there's not many black things in this area. So, it really makes yeah. a lot of sense. And there's definitely. a lot of black people living in this area. If you, if you get it done right, boy, you can make money. This is it, isn't it? So we're hoping so. Yeah. We're starting off with a month, but hopefully we'll be there for a few months. Yeah. If everything goes well, we'll be have there. You, have you, are you, is this through Camden? Is this, is it, are you doing this incentive to Camden uh, this, or anything? This is private. Okay. We just, we just I mean, you should, if, you, if you are, reach, you, I would say reach out to Camden, Camden Black Creatives. So the, a group of oh, Black Creatives. It's, 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 it's been run by a girl called Caroline Chinakwe. So it's Camden Black Creatives. I'll try and see if I can find you. So they're also do something with Camden as well. So they're trying to see if they can get more funding with Camden, anything black owned in the area so that Camden wants that. Because I know that last year through the Black History Month, they were trying to encourage black businesses by giving them discounts and stuff like that on certain things, pop-up shops and everything. So, yeah. Okay. So reach out to Camden, Camden Black Creators. I think that's what they're calling them. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited for you. Congratulations. More grace to you over my sister. Yeah, super, super huge. Well done. I'll be down there. Most definitely. Okay, so now, just before we go, we have the Spotify weekly playlist. This week, we're inspired by festival. It's, it's festival season. So I thought, let's get songs that remind of your best festivals and park events, maybe your own personal experiences or ones that you wish you went to. Um, I will go with Outcast. Hey, ya. It was just the fact, actually, that's not even the tune, possibly. I can't remember which tunes they all play, but they definitely would have done Hey, ya. But it's the fact that Outcast headlined wireless. I can't remember what year it was. And my short but long story about Outcast, I love Outcast. I did want to marry, and I do could still marry Andre 3000. Yeah, good. baby. I mean, he's beautiful. <laughs> Excuse me to his wife or his partner if he has one. But if you're single, please, I'm here. Um, <laughs> when, exactly. When Outcast released their their album, The Love Below, and the other that was one of my that was one of my best. I was, exactly. Exactly. Like Oh, exactly. I was so, I was so, I was so hopeful and just assumed that there'd be a concert, and then they disbanded, and I didn't get to see Outcast in concert ever. And I'm, I was, I'm a concert chick, so when they headlined Wireless, it was like beautiful moment, and I just reconnected with my one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time. Then Bruno Mars also at Wireless. I'm not a huge, I wasn't necessarily a huge Bruno Mars. I think he's super talented, but he is a consummate performer. His performances yeah. are on to the point, to the point. He's him and his band, because he's supported by a group, great band. Yeah, great band. Amazing. Artist, yeah, so they, Treasure's my favorite Bruno Mars song. And, and he performed that, and I was just in heaven. And then also, of course, Miss Beyonce at Coachella. I was not at Coachella. <laughs> but that concert, when when we caught it, me and my daughter did. We watched it. I've watched it a thousand million times. I think Coachella is one of the best homecoming performances. One of the best things I've ever seen on in the world. Exactly. I wasn't there, but my particular tune is "Before I Let Go" because that remix of that brilliant uh, um, uh, song, first of all. That she added Candy, one of my favorite songs, and just she put a Beyonce spin on top. That's one of my favorite tunes. I can listen to that on repeat. So, hey, y'all, treasure, and before I let go, Auntie Nana. Okay. Um, so, mine are all experiences from Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Um, the last time I was at Glastonbury, uh, I went to see Dizzy Rascal on the pyramid stage, and I wasn't expecting anything from it, but he was brilliant. And when he did Bonkers, the crowd went so mad. Like, I had tears in my eyes. I was so proud of him. Oh, I was like, oh this is just so amazing watching, uh, like, however many thousands of people can manage it in that pyramid stage area. But it was it was brilliant. So, yeah, he, he really set the tone. And that same year was we woke up to hearing people crying because it was when Michael Jackson died. And it yeah. was the most surreal feeling being on, I was in my tent and just poked my head out. And uh, the girl that I was there with, she came out of her tent and we, I go to Glastonbury with traders. The traders area is very separate from everybody else because you're behind the, the uh, stalls. And it was like all of the traders kind of came out like, why is everyone crying? Like we just thought something had happened in a field, like somebody, some mad thing had taken place. Then somebody came running through the crowd and was like, Michael Jackson's died. And it was just, it felt, I can't even describe it. It was like chilling. Like it was just tears, 
loads of people crying, people hugging each other. So it was almost warming as well. It was so, so surreal. Like I will, I will never have an experience like that again. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. And um, my favorite song from Michael Jackson is actually Butterflies. Though that's kind of not his. Yeah, I love, I just love, each time I listen to him singing that, it gives me chills in some way. So, yeah, I'm adding that one. And then I was megaly proud of Stormzy um, headlining Glastonbury. I wasn't there that year. But again, watching him on TV, it just felt like a proud auntie. And again, had tears. And it's just, yeah, it's a big thing. I'm, I was going to Glastonbury from the 90s. So I was there when it was all folk and all white people. So whenever I see like a black British person headline, I really am like, this is, I didn't even think festivals were going to get there. I didn't think we would be a part of festival culture. Anything, of course. Exactly. So yeah, I'm really proud that he did that. And, you know, I hope that there's more people that go on that Glastonbury stage. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Auntie Otunde, do you have uh, any festival songs? One or two? To be fair, I... I'm going to say some. I haven't really been to a lot of festivals. I am very oh, boring. Oh, we have to take you to one. Yeah. I haven't because I've, I've seen Beyonce in concert. I've seen Usher in concert. So I haven't been to any festivals. I, I've done a festival, obviously, when I went. This one was for, I used to, I, apart from, I used to do like a tribute band many years ago. So I've actually been to festivals in Poland and, you know, but singing in that festival, but it was Polish festival. So, you know, but apart from that, I've not really been to anything. So I, I don't have much to say. Sorry. You can find our Spotify playlist in on Spotify. It's your aunties can never um, playlist, and you'll yep. hear all our eclectic reproductions. Mm -hmm. um, Auntie Anne, do you have a piss me off, or are we going on? I, I actually did it last week. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't change it. It would have been Auntie Sade, but we'll come back next week. And yes, aunties, you were missed, my darlings, Auntie Sade and Auntie Farah. We'll be back with them next week. Yeah, um, baby. Thank you, guys. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the wonderful Auntie Yotunde. You did very, very well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, if you, know, if you ever need me, call me again. If we will call you. We will call you. Oh, brilliant. That was Yes, I really actually love the show. Your aunties could never. Listen, I'll be honest with you. We're, we're definitely aunties now. It's so funny. I think, ah. You know, when people go auntie and looking at person like then like you know I'm almost fifty. So yeah, you can't even argue. We are aunties. It is what it is. Aunties, but we are aunties. aunties. Your aunties could never make. Could never be us. Your aunties could never, honey. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so guys, thank you for watching and listening. This has been your aunties could never. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on all the popular ones. You can watch us back on YouTube. We're no longer on Facebook. You can just catch us on YouTube. And also, like I said, we have a Patreon. Three tiers, three choices. Sign up to our Patreon. You'll get extra episodes and more auntie love. Um, and that's it. Don't forget to write your reviews. Don't forget to try out your HelloFresh and use the discount. And that's it, I think. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Hi, -bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much. Hi. Oh, 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 oh